Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the international best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. And just a reminder, our home base is wedontdie.com, where you can always find our free Sunday gathering, inspirational service with medium demonstration included. We offer medium classes. We've got a huge Facebook community. I've got a Patreon community where you can get hundreds and hundreds of episodes uh, and so much more. Lots of good things at wedontdie.com. So I want to introduce you to our guest today. Today we have Joshua Lewis, who has spent many years studying clairvoyance and has reconnected people with their deceased loved ones. But wait, there's more. He is also the author of the book, Finding Hope in the Afterlife. And he's the creator of the Hope Spirit Box app and HSB Pro computer program, which utilizes instrumental transcommunication along with users' intuitive abilities to communicate with your loved ones in the afterlife. Joshua also hosts an extremely popular YouTube channel called Hope Paranormal. There's so much more, but we're going to let him tell you in his own words. You can find out more about him at hopeparanormal.com. Joshua, welcome to We Don't Die Radio. Thank you, Sandra. I'm a big fan here. Very cool. It's an honor. Thank you. Ditto. Ditto, ditto, ditto. So I'm so glad we're catching up. Let's hear about you. So the bonus of this is we don't know too much about each other. And so we get to just investigate. And so it's you and me and some lovely person watching or listening right now. So tell us a little bit about your history and what's a nice guy like you doing, getting involved with the afternight life, et cetera. Uh, thanks. I, you know, my, my story is a little unconventional. Um, I, I, um, I talk about it in my book. Um, I, did you know over 20 years ago i kind of had a, a rough past um i definitely got into trouble um a lot i had addiction in my life and i had to kind of you know deal with that and overcome that and um you know when i came out the other side of that um you know i i was fortunate enough to make some money for myself and some businesses that i had started and when i did that i kind of I don't want to say like I went into semi-retirement, but I, I started really focusing more on the spiritual side of, of, of what there is. And I've always felt a spirituality, but I was curious as to what was out there, what was going on. I felt a connection with my higher power, but I didn't um, understand, you know, when I see these movies, I saw shows like ghost adventures and stuff. I didn't know what to really believe um, were they showing us stuff that was, you know, dramatized or was it real? So I just started taking myself out into the field, like, um, you know, cemeteries and other places, abandoned, you know, buildings, more of a paranormal kind of, you know, uh, investigation. And I started recording, you know, very clear voices uh, saying my name, saying their name, saying um, the light, you know, all kinds of other things that they were talking about. And there was no mistake that 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 was real um so i mean i just kept going further and i didn't realize that you know i was going to get way more than i bargained for and here i am over a decade later and um i'm doing some pretty amazing things that i give credit to the big guy upstairs and um and that's how it is but uh, yeah there was some really instrumental um some really key moments in my spirituality um, that kind of really helped me even before 
I even got into the investigation part of it. I mean, there were some really awesome things that happened to me. Can yeah. you share some of those? Sure. Yeah. I, um, stories here. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's, I, 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 and I talk about a lot of this in my book, I go into detail about it, but you know, what the most pivotal uh, experience for me, I think was, I was um, really at the bottom of when, when I was in my addiction. Um, it was, I think in like around 2099, it was not, yeah, 1999, 2000. And I was really I was really down and out. I didn't know really where to turn. Um, And I kind of burned my bridges with my family, my friends. I remember I was, uh, I jumped in my car around two in the morning. I was um, driving around almost aimlessly. And, um, and I wanted to confess my sins. I felt like I wanted to really just I wanted to find someone I could talk to. You know, I was in my car, I was praying and I was talking to myself and I was talking to God and I was saying, you know, I I really need help. I I don't know where to go. I don't know what to turn, you know, where to turn. And I saw this church and of course the church is closed at two in the morning, but I, there's this little grotto, this little like, you know, spot that you can go in and put a dollar in the, in the, in the candle section. And there's a couple little pews, kneelers. And so I, I walked in and I was looking over at the rectory, you know, where the, where the priests are and, you know, there's no lights, there's no one in the, there's no one there. And, and so I just, I walk into the grottoes, the blessed mother uh, with the statue and the baby Jesus. And and I, I, I put the dollar in, I lit the candle and I kneeled and I was praying and um, I was crying. And eventually this little old lady walked in and she was holding this dog and uh, this little dog and she didn't say anything to me. She walked over, she lit a candle, and then she kneeled in the only other kneeler next to me. And again, all I wanted was to confess my sins. But I, you know, again, I didn't say anything to this woman. I actually started praying for her dog. I thought I started praying for her. I thought maybe she needed some help. And that was like one of the first times I took the attention off me and put it on someone else. And she just looked over at me without saying anything at first. And she put her hand on my shoulder and she said, would you like to confess your sins? And I, I thought I was crying hard then, but boy, I started even crying harder, even when she said that to me. And she pulled out this little black book and like a priest would, you know, she, she started, um, you know, reading the thing and, 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 and she said, you know, you can confess your sins. And, and I, I just, I unloaded, I dumped on her, you know, and um, afterwards, you know, she gave me a, a couple of, you know, prayers to say kind of like uh, the penance or whatever. And, um, and she took this and she went around her neck and she took this um, thing called a scapular. And it's something that we get like first Holy communion. And again, I was raised Catholic, but I, I don't claim to be religious. I'm just a spiritual guy. Um, and, and, and that's it. But um, she took this off her neck and she said, I want to give this to you. She goes, God wants you to have this. And I said, I cannot take that kind of gift. And she said, well, it was my father's. She goes, on his deathbed, he gave it to me and I'm giving it to you. God wants you to have it. And I, I tried to deny it again, but she said, no, you have to take it. And I took it. And um, as quickly as she was there, she was gone. She got up, she walked out, she bent the corner. And I waited maybe just a mere few seconds and I got up and I had to look around the corner and, and she was gone. Now, I don't say that she was some, 
um, apparition or anything like that. I think she was a real person, but that really shaped my faith. It really helped me understand that um, there was a higher power, a loving higher power that that is there. Um, and that what it told me was that um, no matter what the circumstances were, I felt that my higher power could move mountains to to put someone in my path um you know if i needed it and and you know that was unbelievable for me now i still had some major troubles after that but that situation never left me that that experience never left me and so um you know ever since then i i've always felt that you know when i speak to when i pray and i talk to my higher power god um he's listening so that was a really powerful moment for me she gave you hope she gave me hope she gave me up. That's a perfect way to say it. Yeah. 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 And we need that. We need to know that we're supported. Absolutely. Yes, from the invisible source, but also from human beings working through that. So you clean yourself up. You got, yeah. um, I know you got children. I, know, I, got, I got 19 years uh, sober now. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Super, super. And you have a you have family, right? I do. I have a beautiful family. I have two daughters with a third on the way. Um, and uh, I just, I live a, a life I feel second to none. Um, you know, I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always loved business. I've had, you know, some properties and some other businesses, but, you know, it's it's been, it's been hard to just continue to do business when I found out what I have found out. So, you know, I've kind of dedicated myself. I make a fraction of what I used to make. And, and that's okay. Sometimes it is a little tough, but, um, you know, I don't care because, you know, I, I do receive messages uh, on, you know, on a regular uh, from people that I'm working with patrons, clients, um, followers that, you know, have read the book or use the app or have you know had a reading, you know, with me or a session with me and the amount of hope that they get, the amount of, of, you know, um, peace that they get is just, it's unmistakable, just amazing. And again, I don't, I, I'm not, you know, I don't take credit for that. I, I always deflect and give, you know, give it up to him because I feel like just like that lady in the grotto that, you know, that night um, that God was using her as an extension of him, I feel like to help me. And hopefully that is how I'm being used at times. That's all I can ask for, you know? So that's, that's really what I'm trying to do. Um, you know, on a regular basis, if I can. Good. Congratulations. Now, when did you get into the medium side of things and start studying clairvoyance? Was that before paranormal stuff during that investigation? That's a great question. Yeah. So, um, you know, right after I was capturing these recordings on my equipment, my early basic voice recorders and PSB7, you know, spirit box stuff out in, out in the field, you know, um, I, I ended up finding a medium that I wanted to, you know, I, I didn't know much about mediumship or mediums. I didn't, you know, I watched John Edwards and crossing over and that to me was like the most amazing thing ever, you know, and some Sylvia Brown and, you know, so those were some amazing people I thought, but um, a friend of mine said, Oh, there's this medium that, you know, uh, that I know and, and I, I, you know, you should work with her. So I invited her out to come with us out to one of our locations uh, a place that I already had recorded some stuff there and got some names and I didn't tell her anything. I was kind of a skeptic with the mediumship. And so 
Um, she comes out and she starts, you know, getting names and things that I already had, you know, known or picked up um, through the gear. And so working with her for maybe a couple months, not even, uh, she said to my partner, Nikki, um, she said, you know, you to, you know, Nikki, she said, you're going to start picking up messages yourself. And Nikki was kind of like, yeah, okay. Right. You know? And, uh, and one night it happened where Nikki, I came home on a, on, I think it was around Christmas time. And Nikki, she says, you know, I feel a little different. I said, what does that mean? And she's like, I, I just feel like there's something going on. Um, she goes, ask me about someone that you know that passed that you've never talked to me about or, or, you know, ask me about something. And I started asking her and she was, you know, dead on right. I mean, she was exactly, you know, right. And um, so we would just kind of doing sessions together, just Nikki and I kind of sitting out front, sitting in our garage, just hanging out. And, and, and she's getting all these messages and she says, you know, she gets a message herself and she says, you know, you're going to start getting stuff yourself. Um, and I, again, I kind of balked at that. And just like it happened for her, it happened for me where um, I, I felt different one night and I felt like, you know, there was something going on. Once I felt that um, I saw it, I said, you know, lead me in the right direction. You've been leading me in this direction all along, lead me in the right direction. And that's when I found Deborah Lynn Katz. Uh, PhD, you know, she she uh, has the International School of Clairvoyance, and um, and she started out as a a federal uh, probation officer that just went to go get a, a meditation class and saw that there was an intuitive entry level intuitive uh, you know class to, for her to take, and she started taking it. So I, I found her, and and I and I signed up with some courses with her just because I felt like I you know now I have this ability, but I don't know how to use it. I don't know exactly what to do with it, or you know exactly what's going on. And so one of the first calls I had with Deborah, she was amazing. She says, "All right," she goes, "I'm going to do something with you right now." She goes, "I'm going to give you a name." just a first name and I'm not going to tell you anything else and that's it. And for 30 minutes, I want you to just tell me what you get on this name. And that's a little nerve wracking because you don't know what you're getting. If it's right, she's not going to give me any feedback. She said, she goes, I'm just going to stay quiet for 30 minutes and you're going to tell me what you're getting. And she says the name Manny. That's all she says. And I'm like, oh, I see this, this young boy, uh, maybe in his teens, I said, I see him riding like a, a quad, a four-wheeler around in the desert. Um, I see a sombrero. I see a guitar. I see him playing a guitar. I said, I feel like I see him smoking a joint. I said, this is all random stuff, you know? And I'm like, I don't know what this means. I said, I feel like he's, um, you know, of mixed ethnicity. Um, and so I gave her all these things. And then at the end of the that she goes, all right, we're going to stop there. 30 minutes. She goes, we're going to stop there. And she goes, I just want to tell you, she goes, Manny is my son and he's not deceased. He's alive. Um, and she goes, you know, we live in the desert. He rides his quad, his four wheeler all around. He's got this big sombrero hanging on his wall and he sits there on his bed and he plays the guitar and his father is Filipino and I'm white. She said, and she says, and I, you know, I don't know if he's smoking weed yet, but she goes, 
maybe you told on him. She goes, but he's a good kid. So I'm not too worried about it, you know? And, and it was just a really amazing moment because it was like, it was an undeniable moment that um, maybe it doesn't always work that way every single time. Cause you know, it's not an exact science, but that, that without a doubt proved to me that when I tune in, um, I could pick up, you know, very accurate information. So now 3000 readings later, I've done, um, just mediumship readings alone without any equipment or anything. Um, and it's, it's a remarkable experience to be able to, you know, and I, and I, and I joke and I say that like, you know, I've never done something so much and still not know what the heck I'm doing because every time I go to sit down and do a reading, there is this little human logical doubt of, is this going to still work? You know, I mean, it's just like, I can't quantify it. I can't, I can't say now I'm a professional reader, even though there's experience there and I could say I'm a trained medium, but I mean, it's, it's, it's still, you know, I, I mean, I have days where I'm a little off or whatever, but um, you know, so yeah, so that in addition to doing the ITC, which you mentioned instrumental transcommunication, which is using equipment to, to bring through um, the loved one. Um, I've done over 500 box sessions for, you know, grieving parents, um, spouses, uh, you know, I mean, all, all, all walks of life people. I have, I have patrons like yourself that, you know, that are, are paying members that do, they, they take part in my group sessions or they, they book a private reading or private session with me. And, you know, the messages are, are pretty powerful. Let's talk about the box because sure. not many people know what it is. and. It's one thing to be capturing EVPs. I've done tons of that. It's a whole nother thing to say, I want to create an app and a computer program that people can use to connect with their own loved ones. Yes. Oh my God. So <laughs> talk a little bit about that journey. Yeah. And what the heck is no. the, I do have the app, by the way, even before I. Yeah, you, you mentioned that in the email. I'm excited because I mean, I and of course I can give you some tips on how to kind of you know maximize your your results with it. You know, it's true. Um, you know, and I think I and I had sent you the um, the presentation that I did at the um, uh, the Irva. Um, it was the SciFest 2023, and and that was put on by the Monroe Institute and the International Remote Viewing Association. It was a, a presentation I gave in front of 220 people, and it was just an amazing experience to be there. But you know what's interesting? I, I tell this joke in that presentation that you know you're working on something crazy when other mediums and other psychics say what I'm doing is crazy. You know what I mean? Like that's just really wild. And you know, people have two kind of um um what's the word, uh, reactions to, to what I do. It's either, holy crap, it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen, or holy crap, this is fake. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them. You know, I have to deal with that kind of skepticism on a, on a regular basis. And I, you know, I feel like I've gotten better at dealing with it, but it is tough because this is different than just giving mediumship readings, or like you said, just capturing an EVP of a yes or a no or something in a whisper. Um, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm giving spirit wordless sound, wordless human sound. So there's no words in it. It's all gibberish. It's reversed. It's, it's slowed. It's chopped up into small two second increments, randomized. 
Um, and so it's just human sound. And we give that to spirit to use in order for them to take that gibberish and form their own responses with. And um, I've been proving the legitimacy of it. And I give everyone the same tools for them to use. It's not like it's a proprietary box only that only I can work and only I can use. I'm giving everyone the opportunity. Uh, the app is free. The Hope Spirit Box is for iOS or Android. It is free for anyone to use. And uh, there's 40,000 active users on it right now. And many people have sent me recordings of their loved ones that they've captured. And so, you know, I can hear them getting direct responses themselves, not with, you know, they don't need me to, you know, to do that. Um, and I, then I created the, the HSB Pro, which is the computer version, which is a little bit more advanced. That is a paid version. Um, it's a membership. Um, You're not charging hundreds of dollars or anything. No, it's $5 a month to use right. the, the HSB Pro, which, and you can cancel any time. So it's really just for, you know, for your own research and your own experimentation. So, you know, I mean, there's, there's no risk. I mean, you can try it for one month and if you don't want to do it anymore, you don't, but the, the app alone for free is still an amazing tool to use, but that's what it is. I mean, and what I've been able to capture with the help of my guides on the other side, there's an amazing team of souls on the other side that are working with me. I, I feel I hear them coming through. Um, the person that's getting the reading or doing the session with me, they have to tap into their own connection with their loved one. They've got the connection to the loved one, not me. So it's not like I, you know, I mean, I can connect intuitively, but you know, if I'm going to, you know, reach one of your loved ones, you've got to be present. You've really got to be, you know, asking them to come through. And I send people a very brief 15 minute meditation for them to do um, before they do the session with me. And then that loved one on the other side has to put forth some effort and energy to really come through. And it's not easy, but in every session I do, I capture, you know, really amazing responses. Um, and I share an example of, of something in, in that presentation where I had this follower named Kimberly and I have many examples like this, but this is one of the coolest ones. I always you know share this one because it's so cool. Kimberly was this beautiful soul. She was intuitive herself and she followed my work for a while and then she had cancer and she called me and she said, you know, I'm, I, it's, it's terminal. Um, I'm not going to make it. And she goes, I, I really am going to give my information or I'm going to have my family reach out to you when I pass. And I would love for you to reach me on the other side. And I said, of course, I'll do that. You know, I'll do that for free. I don't care. I'll, I'll do whatever I can. And um, so, you know, many months later, um, her husband, Chris, contacted me and said, you know, Kimberly passed and she wanted me to contact you and wanted me, you know, wanted you to get a hold of her. And I said, all right. So I did a session on my own without Chris there. I just did a session asking for her to come through. She came through. She said, you know, it was still a little tough emotionally for her, um, but that she was OK and that she's love and light and that she was confirming a lot of beautiful things. And it was wonderful. And I sent that recording to Chris. And he was blown away, but you know, he said, Josh, I just, I, I hear the messages. It's really powerful, but I, I, he goes, don't be offended, please. And he goes, how do I know it's her though? 
And I said, I, it's a great question, Chris. It's a great question. I said, you know, I can't guarantee that every person I'm, I'm reaching is that person. All I can do is intuitively connect to them and then ask for them to come through the box and the equipment. And um, I said, he, he, or he said, can I ask a validating question? And I said, sure. He goes, ask her what the term muskrat means. And, uh, and I said, okay. So I fired up my boxes again and I, and I asked for, I said, Kimberly, what does the term muskrat mean? Just, that's all I know. What's that term mean to you? And she said, it's in the back of my head. Uh, We had to shave my head. And that was it. Two responses. And I tagged them, I captioned them, and I sent that back to Chris. And Chris, he sent me a text back and he said it was perfect. Perfect response. And I said, well, I'm really glad. What does it mean, though? What does that mean? And he said, well, um, you know, towards the end, she was bedridden. And um, she was worried about the back of her head, her hair getting matted. So I'd have to lift her head and I would comb her hair. And eventually we had to shave her head and I would call her my little muskrat. And that was something between the two of them that only they knew. And, you know, there was no doubt. And so I've captured many responses like that where someone may ask a validating question. Now, you can't spend the whole session just asking only validating questions. You kind of have to believe enough and really exchange love, exchange um, you know, the communication, but, you know, people ask those questions and I think it's a fair thing to do because, you know, we, you know, we, we have to believe, but we also need some evidence to believe sometimes, you know, so really remarkable. Yeah. So not just the app and you actually have a physical box, right? When yeah, you- I have a physical box that is a, um, you know, and so the app and the program are, using inspirations from that but the the app and the program have gone way further than the box now it's it's kind of just really had the inspiration from the box which is really great but now it's it's about really utilizing the tools um, in the program because not everyone is able to have a box or to build a box or to spend thousands of dollars in getting a box you know, so the app alone for free does what the box does and more. The program is an all-in-one station and it's not easy for everyone to use. Some people say, well, you know, all I'm hearing is gibberish. And I'm going, well, yeah, that's what the sound source is. So it's either a couple things, either they're not coming through yet because it takes a little bit of time to kind of, you know, work it, take some focus, take some persistence and some connection. Um, or they're saying something and you're just not understanding it yet because it's not as clear as you and I talking, but you can get the direct, yes, it's me. I'm here. The names will be said. Um, you know, what, what, what color is this? And they'll say the color, how many fingers am I holding up? I mean, they're, they'll give you way more than that, but you know, for someone that's a layman that they're just kind of starting out, um, you know, they're it may take a little bit of time to kind of work it, but anything that's worth it, you know, takes a little bit of effort. Yeah. I first heard about it from a mom who told me about it because she knew I had done tons of EVP work and I hadn't heard of it. So I'm like, well, I got to download this, whatever it is. And she sent me a couple of recordings she had. And in truth, I couldn't hear what she heard. Now, the thing is, 
I know from all my EVP work that we have to use our own intuition with some. Some are loud and clear. You can hear the right. yes and no. I mean, that's all real. Right. Some, we have to use our intuition. And I would never tell a mom, <laughs> I can't hear it. You know, I would say, that's great. Keep doing it. When we are grieving, and I'm sure you've dealt with loss as well, to be able to channel that energy into something constructive is amazing. And I also believe, Joshua, that when we uh, head over to the other side, it's not like we're given a manual with all information in the universe. I think we need to learn how to do this. And my 91-year-old grandmother, this might not be her deal, but a young man that I know that was big on electronics and always on his phone might be his thing. You want to talk about some of that? Yeah, that's very true. Um, you know, I ask for, you know, the majority of the people I ask for are people's loved ones. Okay. But I also ask for well-known people. And I can't say that I know for sure that I've got these well-known people coming through, but I ask for people that I feel a connection to. I've asked for many people, Anthony Bourdain and John Candy. And I mean, I've asked for so many different people. And um it is amazing how some people on the other side can use the stuff better than others, like you just said. And um, so some of the older people sometimes are a little bit slower to kind of get it working um, on the other side. Some of the younger people are, you know, they work it pretty well. Um, some of the the well-known entertainers or whatever, I feel like they've been able to kind of work it exceptionally well, I think. Um And, uh, but I try to explain the process too, when I'm, you know, to the spirit, to the soul, as I'm doing it, like, Hey, I'm going to ask you a question and then I'm going to slide this gate open and let some sound come out and a little light's going to come on. That's when you want to, you know, and sometimes it takes them a little bit of warm up to get it going. Um, you know, so yeah, you know, uh, it's, that's very true. What you just said is very true. And uh, I just keep on working at trying to improve it. What's cool about the program is that it's an ever-evolving program for me that I can continue to do things to improve it. Maybe the box is kind of locked in where it's at, and I can't do too much to that anymore. But with the program, I can keep on finding ways to improve it. And so that's what we're doing, me and my my uh, developer. And we, you know, we'll sit on the phone for hours and we'll listen to some feedback from other people and what I'm getting feedback from the spirit saying, you know, you need to put a light. Someone said on the other side, you need to put a light there on the box. So I added a light so that every time when you slide the gate open, the minute you open it up um, and that's how it works, it's it, it stays quiet and the sound runs in the background where you can't hear it. So you pick a sound that would fit that loved one. Um, like a man's voice or a woman's voice or whatever. And you have to focus. This is very, you know, I talk about this in that presentation that, you know, I've worked with like Bix, the Bigelow Institute of Consciousness Studies. I've worked with um, some forensic audio experts. I've worked with, um, you know, Deborah. I've worked with a number of other people and I continue to look for other professional and other institutes to work with. I want to share this work with others. Um, but a lot of people don't realize that in order for the equipment to work, you have to be tapping into the intuition. And so that's not very scientific to scientists. And so they, you know, someone who's going to be very rigid, it's, it, it, their results may vary from someone like you or I who know to use our intuitive ability. So 
Um, if I focus on a loved one or a person, I see their face, I invite them in, I dialogue with them even before turning on an app or a program or a box. Then when I go to use the equipment, it will it will work better. Um, so that's what I have found. And and um, yeah, I mean, I don't I, you know, and I think that's really. So we're we're just continuing to improve it. That's all I can say, I guess, you know. Yeah, it's good. Is it important you think that people take that 15 minutes, quiet their mind, talk to their loved one, get into that space? I personally do. Anytime I did EVP work, I'd always kind of like create space, create the energy or visualize it. Yeah. I mean, there are patrons that sometimes partake in the group sessions and maybe they say they didn't have time to do my little meditation that I sent them. And it will still work because their loved one is still willing to come through but I find that the results are not as strong. And so, you know, the, 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 the meditation I send people is it's a brief seven minute grounding where you, you ground yourself, you visualize grounding yourself to the earth and having a, um, you know, like a grounding cord and you, you know, send out any kind of residual crappy energy that you might've picked up from the world and you call down the light through you and, and you really center yourself. And then The second part of that meditation is walking into an astral room and inviting your loved one to come into the room with you and envisioning seeing them there, giving them a hug, smelling them, uh, you know, hearing them, feeling them. You know, I say touch their face, you know, give them a rose. Um, You know, there's a couple things that I have you do in that meditation. And many times people have an experience with that, even before they even do the session with me, they're like, oh, I saw them. I had this great feeling with them. So it's almost like you can do that without even having to do a session with me. And I've sent that to people many times just to do when they can't afford a reading or something. I'll say here, there's free options for you to do on your own. I don't need to make money off you. It's not about that. It's I don't make very much anyway. So it's just about helping you get an experience, um, you know, and, and so, yes, it is important to really focus, take that time and, and, and focus and call them in before you do any other kind of work. From all my 26 years studying the afterlife, I know that the top way people come through is through our imagination, through our memories, through our feelings. Yes. And yep. it is the first thing that people will throw away as it's just my imagination. And you know, through being a medium, yeah, that's how it works. That's, that's what how it they works. use. That's how that's it works. What it is. So to trust, to trust, you know, when you'd give them the meditation, that that could be that and, and keep working on it. You know, I would always say when I did the EVP stuff, you know, make a date with your loved ones. Okay. On Tuesday and Thursday, seven o'clock, I'm going to be here. We're going to do that's this. Right. And let them practice as 100% well. Right. Keep a journal, right? Because the mind is going to want to tell you that was your imagination. I tell people write down these responses because we feel, uh, you know, we forget them and we, and our mind starts to kind of just like, you know, discount them. What you've said is exactly right. Set dates, set times. You know, I got to say, you know, Pam Johnson, who is the one that, you know, linked us up. I, I saw the interview that you did with her and I said, Hey, Pam, please hook me up with Sandra. She's great. And, uh, and she did great. She, she messaged you, but she's got, you know, soulmates in the afterlife and, and, you know, she is, she's got this great group where she 
can, you know, she's also teaching people how to have this ongoing, oh, getting a call. Hold on. Let me just hit decline. Um, can you hear me? Okay. It's all right. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, she's teaching people how to have an ongoing relationship with their spouse or with their loved one on the other side. And I had been teaching people that and all that same stuff already. And then to find out that she's kind of got this, you know, this group and she's doing that, you know, she came to me and she got a session with her husband, Alan, on the other side. And Alan came through exceptionally well. He was great. Many of her other members that had spouses on the other side saw that session and she, they came to me and the things that they were able to say through, because I, I told her, I said, because of the, of the work that you've done with these people and prepping them, it's made their sessions that much stronger when they came to me. Um, one woman just recently, she did a session with me where she was asking me, she goes, she was asking for her husband and and she said, I feel like my husband is building a house for us on the other side to live in, you know, and that sounds kind of, you know, to anyone here on earth, that sounds a little wild, right? You know, but we don't discount it because there's, there's so many things that have been already validated. So anyway, um, so we're doing the session. I'm asking for him to come through the box. And at the end of the session, I have, I offer people not just the session, but I offer a photography session, kind of like what Sonia Rinaldi does which is just amazing what she's, what she's done. I mean, I saw that it, uh, that documentary that you were in with her. And uh, so she's really cool. And and so I do some stuff with water ITC, digital ITC, um, the matrixing of, of, of the cameras and stuff. So I'm doing, so I asked him, the husband, I said, you know, she feels that there's a house that, she, that you're building on the other side. Can you confirm that? And he goes, yes. A big, lovely house. He says it through the box. And then right after that, I go to the water ITC. It's a bowl of water with a light aimed at it. And you have to agitate the water. And you invite them to come and show themselves. And you have to snap a number of pictures. And then it's, you know, kind of, you know, tedious to go back through. And you have to look through each picture and see. And uh, a lot of times they show their faces. That's really what they're, you know, I've, captured many faces of the, of the loved one that we can validate with a picture. But this time I didn't capture his face. I didn't capture a face, but in the bowl of water, almost like a perfect house is shown with a roof, two stories, a porch. I mean, I'm telling you it's architecture in a bowl of water. And I'll show you the picture when we're done, you know, with the interview, I'll send it to you or email it to you so you can see it. It's one of the most remarkable pictures I've ever seen. So, it, you know, it not only was he able to validate through the box audibly, yes, I'm building a big, lovely house. He was able to show a picture of a house with a roof and everything. It was, I mean, it's it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. Crazy and great. Yes. It's and great. It's great. Of course. So somebody right now has probably listened or watched this right now. As they're watching, they've already downloaded the app. <laughs> I right. guarantee you that. Sure. What advice would you have for people to to it? Because it, it to me, it took a little something to figure out. Like what it does, it's and not a traditional thing. I don't read instructions too well. I just want to dive in and play with yeah, it. Yeah, no, I know you're oh, like anyone I, else yeah. that does that. It's we all don't, you know. Uh, no, I totally get that, and I'm like that too. Um, the best thing I can say is this: 
definitely take that time, like we said, to focus beforehand, right? At least do that. Then sit quietly and pick out a voice that you, that there's a number of different, um, see if I can even just pull it up while I'm talking to you, but there's a number of different voice tracks that you can choose. Um, so on the bottom of the app, there's a little lifeline thing and you hit that and it will bring you to the box. And then there's a select a bank. So you would select a bank and there's a bunch of different gender tracks. So I'm just going to pick middle-aged male for right now. And I'm going to pick that. Okay. So um, you're going to want to hit record. So when you're ready, everything's pr pretty much all set up. You don't have to like set any settings or anything like that. Okay. Um, but you want to record because even though you may hear something in real time, you really want to record it so you can go back and listen to it or share it with others or just you may miss it. But when you go back and listen, you're going to catch it. So I like to hit record. Hit allow and say, hello, hello, this is me. I'm sending you love. Can you hear me? And then stop. So that's it. And the length of time, and it sounded like something might have come through. I'm not going to go back and listen to it now, but it sounded like maybe someone's sitting here with me, listening with me, which happens a lot of times, you know. But when we're opening this gate, so we want to hit the record, you ask the question, nothing too long, something, you know, somewhat direct. And then you just want to slide this thing open for a second or two. And then close it. And so there's a little bit of a delay. The sound will come out and then you want to stop recording. Don't open this thing too long. Okay. So you just, it's just a second or two and then close it. And then eventually you can work your way up to kind of maybe opening it up just a tad longer and letting a little bit more sound come out. Um, but that allows for just, just the right amount of sound that the spirit can use to form their own response. And you're hoping that they're only giving you a two, three word response because anything longer can be a little tougher to make out at first, if you're kind of getting started and know that it's not going to maybe work at first, that, that, you know, it may take a little bit of time for you to get it for this, for, for your loved one to get it, but it works. It works. Like there's no question about it. If you read the reviews, some people will say, oh, I didn't get anything. But the majority of the people that left reviews are like, this is amazing. I'm getting direct responses with my name saying, yes, I'm right here. There's no words in this thing. So if people are like, you know, there's not a single word. It's all gibberish. And it's it's the job we know now that it, you know, when, you know, people I've always asked, you know, paranormal investigators, well, how do you think that PSB seven or the radio spirit boxes work? And some have thought that, you know, they're, they're plucking words from the broadcast and timing it up right um, to, to give a response. And I said, no, I don't think that's what it is. And I did a lot more testing to figure that out that no, they're taking the errant sound and forming their own responses with it. And, and that's, that's how it's being done. I believe that hundred percent, all yeah. the stuff I've done. That's totally what I believe. And there's no time they say on the app other side. So what seems to us like a split second to them, Oh, they could have been working on it 20 minutes, <laughs> getting right. that out. Right. I will say this in response to that. I will say that 
Um, I have had times where I'm late to doing a session and they'll say, we've been waiting here for you or, you know, you're late. And I, and, and I thought that was interesting because as I understand that there really is no time on the other side, I think when they're interacting with us, they have to interact with time. It's because so I've, I've had, I've had them say, you know, well, he waited and he left or something like that. Or, you know, I like, why, why haven't we spoken a while? You know, someone I've asked for a while ago, and then I've asked for, you know, you know, or I'll, I'll, I'll ask for them again. They'll say like, I, you know, it's been a while or something. So I, I don't know exactly what the relativity is as far as the time goes, but I think that there's some kind of interaction with time still on some level. Yeah. And we have to remember our people, they're still have their personality. You know, we, we have to be polite, right? You know, th- this is a big thing and they're really working hard to work with us. They are. They are be respectful yeah. of somebody's time who's alive, right? So we got the same thing, right? Same way, Joshua. Tell us a little bit about your book. So, finding hope in the afterlife—it's sitting right behind me. Um, it's available on Amazon, and and uh, you know, it's not on audio book, but it's on you know Kindle and all that stuff and hard copy. And um, the first part of it really is my personal story the nitty gritty of it. It's, I really hold nothing back. I mean, I share a lot of difficult, you know, I don't say embarrassing, but just very tough moments that I was very vulnerable in sharing that I wanted to do that. I did you know, and, uh, but then I really break down a lot of other things. I break down the, 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 the definitive facts that I have found from doing this work, not the speculative stuff, the, just on my beliefs, um, about the religion, about how some of it can, also um, counter what we're finding. Um, and I, 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 I talk about, um, I mean, I just, I go through so much in this thing. I mean, there were so many things that I didn't know if I was going to be able to put in there. And I almost thought, oh, that's too heavy or that's too crazy to talk about. And I almost would go past it and not put it in. But I felt the guides and the divine help bring me back to that point and saying, no, that needs to go in there or whatever this was. Uh, my personal relationship with, with Jesus Christ, who, which is not a religious thing. This is not, you know, this is not about religion at all. Um, I talk about the other, other aspects of, of intuitive ability. I talk about the scientific work. I mean, I've, I've done experiments in, in, in PK, um, in moving things, um, with my mind. I mean, that's, pretty awesome stuff. I've been able to successfully do that. I've done astral projection. I mean, I did an experiment where um, I asked three people on three separate occasions. I said, I said, I'm going to visit you at night in spirit that before you go to bed, text me and let me know you're going to sleep and I'm going to go and meditate and I'm going to leave my body in astral projection and I'm going to go into your home and I'm going to, you know, and give, you know, give me permission to do that. I'm not doing it against, you know, your, and, and I said, I'm going to just, you know, tap or touch a part of your body. And in the morning, when you wake up, it's like a dream. You're going to just know if it worked well, if it worked, I don't know if it will work. I said, but if it does, you'll wake up and you'll just know exactly where it was and what happened. Just text me. 
And the first person I, I did this to, I, I, uh, is a, it was a woman, a friend of mine. Um, it was actually a client that I, I helped, helped her with an investigation. And, uh, I go into her house. So I, so I leave my body and I see above my house and I fly like, you know, in a second and I go to her front yard and I go in her house and it seemed like her dog noticed when I came in, which is interesting. And I go into her bedroom and I see her right ankle and I see that there's a tattoo there, which I did not know she had. I couldn't tell what the tattoo was because it was still looking a little blurry, but I tapped her on the tattoo on the right ankle, you know, and the next morning she woke up, she goes, my right, my right calf, my right ankle. And, uh, and I did it two more times, but the last guy I did, and it, and it worked all three times, but the last person was a friend of mine and his right arm was hanging off his bed. And this is like one of my best friends. And, and so I, 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 I grabbed his wrist and I really squeezed it not to hurt him, but like, he's like one of my buddies. So I kind of, we always played around and joked around, but I really kind of squeezed his wrist to see if, if anything could happen. And the next morning he woke up and he sent me a picture of his wrist. There was a, 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 there was a red mark. And so we've heard how, like when people can go into like a haunted place or something and, and they'll say like, I've got scratched, I got a mark or something, you know, and this isn't a scary one, but it was like, it's like, I could, you, you could tell that that is what's happening, that someone can still affect from the other side, affect this environment. And, and that's, that's, that experiment really proved that. So there was a number of other things that I worked on that I talk about in the book and because I really wanted to dive into all aspects of, of different modalities and different intuition, you know? Oh, I'm so glad you did. Yeah. You know, if people can turn lights on and off and right. change the station, <laughs> there's so many things that we can do. Right. Uh, I don't know how easy it is. We'll know once we get there by manipulating it. Why not? And, you know, I've been studying a lot and talking to our friends at IONS, the Institute for Noetic Sciences there, about our consciousness being outside of our body. So, yeah, it's not just when we die. I mean, it's like what what's possible when we're human. Right. And Joshua, I just want to thank you for what you have put in the book because nobody wants to learn from a person that seems perfect, they don't. We want to know somebody's been in the trenches, they've had it tough. And then here's where we're at. And your life isn't perfect. My life isn't perfect. But we found our passion. And better than finding passion is being of service. And I think anytime we set our eyes on making a difference with another person or people, we can't go wrong, whatever that is. So I really want to thank you for just being real. And, and I and I don't mean to go on, but I think what you're saying is exactly the truth. If I and I, I'm not knocking anyone, but if I hear someone talking like they've mastered life, they have no more fear. They're just they're they're like floating on air. God bless you. That's great. If you have reached that level, I I, I really I think that's awesome. But I am still. I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. There's no question about that, but I'm a flawed individual and I don't want to act like I've got it figured out. I still have doubts. I still get angry. Sometimes I still have moments that, you know, I'm very human in that sense. And so I'm trying to figure out things. I'm trying to understand things. And I think it's important that I share that vulnerability with you, that I don't have all this thing figured out. And then I have, you know, there's a, a, a famous line 
in uh, Red Hot Chili Pepper song. It's like, the more I see, the less I know, the more I'd like to let it go. And that's really an amazing line because it's like, as I get older, I feel like it's the, you know, the less I know it's really not. I think it's just a little bit more, maybe humility. I'm hoping creeping in and, and that's all I'm trying to do is, is gain a little bit more humility. Um, because, you know, I'm, I'm like you said, I'm a flawed individual just trying to be, you know, sinner or saint. I am his child. And if I can remember that at all times, then I'm in good, I'm in, a, I'm in a good space, you know? Yes, you are. Now on my show here, we mainly talk about the afterlife, but I know you've got the pretty big YouTube channel, Hope Paranormal. Right. And for people that are interested in delving further into the paranormal realm, I wholeheartedly suggest your, well, your website, hopeparanormal.com, but also following you on YouTube. You've had some interesting interviews and you got a lot going on there, young man. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, um, you know, it used to be more paranormal ish. I think when I first started out now it's just more, it, you know, I still do an, a paranormal investigation. I've hold live events where I'll do a three day live event where the first day we'll do a little investigation at a location. The second day I'll give a presentation on the, on the stuff that I found. And then the third day I'll give a, um, a gallery group session for anyone that's in attendance. So it's kind of this afterlife experience that I like to do, but the majority of the sessions I'm doing are more, you know, they're advanced instrumental transcommunication sessions. So it's not as much paranormal anymore. Um, you know, it kind of used to like hope is an acronym. It used to be for helpers of paranormal entities, but I think it's evolved now more into helping other people evolve. That's really what it feels like for me now, but it's been a 10 year period of kind of evolving to that, you know? I love that. I love yeah. it. Well, our time is coming to an end. Is there anything else you'd like to share before we go our separate ways? No, just that I, I, I again, I, I have to say that I just, I loved uh, seeing um, you in that documentary with Sonia Rinaldi. I think that was amazing. And the work that she's doing um, and the interviews that you're doing, I think is fantastic. I think I was just joined into the into the IONS group with uh, Sean Lether, I think his name is, right? Yeah. And so, you know, I hope to work with more and share more about this, but, you know, I thank you for the work that you're doing and spreading this around. So I think it's it's just awesome. So thank you. You're welcome. I can't help but share what I love and share people that I love. And you're just real, you know? Thank you. Real. And I think, I mean, if we can remember when the first cell phones came out, how big and clunky they were and look yep. what we have now same thing with your spirit box. You just don't know how that's going to evolve and who may also get involved and create. And it just could be the start of something really, really special. Thank you. Really special. So thank you. I'm looking for forward to it. Yeah. So Lana, thank Joshua for being our guest today. And also for you, our listener or our viewer, thank you for taking the time to be with us. Be sure to check out Joshua's website at hopeparanormal.com. And I'm sure you have some kind of mobile device. Just uh, search and download for the Hope Spirit Box and start playing and keep us posted. 
what happens. So also as a reminder, everything I offer is at wedontdie.com. You can click on past episodes, join our free Sunday gathering with medium demonstration included. Happens two o'clock in New York time every single Sunday. We have our medium classes. We have just a lot of stuff there. So check out wedontdie.com. So in closing, I'm Sandra Champlain. I've been your host on We Don't Die Radio. I do believe that life is an education for the soul and that your life here on earth is important. And looking at Joshua, seeing his shirt, hearing the words, the common denominator is hope. We need it. The afterlife is real. It is really hard to be a human being, but there is so much more to you than meets the eye. There really is. And your loved ones are around. So thank you for listening or for watching. And we'll see you again soon.